Tonight, we're going to a dangerous area of an Amazon account so we can understand the relationship between humans and PPC campaigns. Crikey! Take a look at this. We're face to face with a hard-hitting predator. And oh boy, this keyword means business. Its toxic venom can lead to hundreds of clicks without conversion. One bite, and it could leave you paralyzed with high ACAS for weeks. Now, these predators won't be mocking with us. We've got the biggest predator on our side, the Ad Badger. Oi, easy boy. And we're here to help you tame these beasts in the jungles of Amazon PPC. What's going on, Badger Nation? It's Mike and Steven, and you're listening to the PPC Den Podcast, the world's first Amazon advertising podcast, and your source for all the tips, tricks, and optimization strategies you need to grow your Amazon ads. And you can join thousands of listeners and get bonus content at adbadger.com slash podcast. What's going on, everybody out there? I hope you are having a fantastic end of June you're listening to this when this episode first comes out. Stephen, how are you doing? It's still, I still can barely recognize you without that beard. Yeah, I'm feeling, feeling good, feeling young. Um, I'm, I guess I'm decided to keep my commitment to at least not get a haircut. So that'll keep growing. But yeah, the beard had to go. Right on. Well, you need to get that surfer, surfer hairdo. Right. Summer's, uh, summer's coming up. Is it summer or is it still spring? Is it summer? I, I honestly, did you know that it's almost July? I did. The indicator was fireworks going off in my neighborhood last night. It's a wild year. I am really excited over today's topic because it is something that undoubtedly every single listener has looked at this particular thing, looked at suggested bid, had some kind of reaction to it. Should I use it? Should I not? Some kind of judgment, yes or no, and some kind of reason for that. And then potentially either never thought of it again or agonizes over it on a regular basis. Suggested bid, friend or foe? Well, it's weird because suggested bid has been around for years and we've talked about bid calculations a lot, a lot, a lot. We've never, we've, we realized this, this uh, earlier this week, we've never talked about the suggested bid. Um, basically yes. what it a is. user wrote in and yeah. asked about this. So like, number one, what is it? And number two, should I use it? And so that's what this whole episode is gonna be about. Exactly, uh, suggested bid, we're gonna go in deep on it. And I'm actually gonna look up the user who asked us about it because I thought it was really helpful. His name is Alex. What's up, Alex? Thank you for writing in. Without further ado, let's jump into what is suggested bid. Alrighty, I'm going to read to you from the sacred texts, Amazon's own definition. We're gonna pick it apart. Here we go. The suggested bid provides you with an estimate of bids that have been used by other advertisers for products such as yours. The purpose of this range is to help you get started with advertising. However, if you have a specific objective in mind, we recommend that you enter a bid that will enable you to meet your strategies and then adjust your bids on your campaign performance. So that's your definition. And does that is that clear to you, Stephen? Um, yes and no, it definitely raises a couple questions. But uh, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll dive into that in a minute uh, later on in, in the show, mm-hmm. but 
Yeah, I mean, the first thing that, that just like comes to mind is it's an estimate of bids that have been used by other advertisers for products such as yours. I mean, it's like, who are the advertisers? What are the products? What are their goals? And also we're talking about keywords, right? And we've got different match types of keywords. Mm-hmm. So are they? Are we talking about if they're bidding on the exact same keyword and match type? Yes. Or is it just like this search term? You know, a few things there. A lot of questions come up when it comes to suggested bid. I think the spirit of suggested bid is supposed to be if you bid this amount, you will get clicks for it. Right. Because your competitors are getting clicks with a similar bid. Right. That is supposed to be the spirit. But then you start layering on all these different factors. You know, your competitor's conversion rate could be completely different than yours. You could have a way better conversion rate. So if you're bidding the same as your competitor, you are throttling your own growth. Your competitors could have a better conversion rate than you. And if you bid what they're bidding, you're going to give away a lot of profits. So there's so many layers that come into the suggested bid. And so we have suggested bid, which is typically the number in the middle, sometimes in the middle, of a bid range. So a bid range is also not only a suggested bid, but there's also a suggested bid range. And I'm going to read the definition here too. The definition for bid range actually shows up when you mouse over the tooltip. And it says, you know, for this particular one, the suggested bid was 70 cents. The bid range was 56 to $1.10. And it says, most ads are winning auctions at bids between 56 cents and $1.10. For this keyword or ad group, we suggest a bid of 70 cents. Increasing your bid can make your ads more competitive in auctions. So again, they're just trying to say, most advertisers are bidding around 56 cents up to $1.10. So why don't you just go do it at 70 cents. That suggested bid is not always in the middle. Uh, it is between the two, but it's not always in the middle. Um, so we have a bid range, suggested bid, and the spirit of all these things is to give you some guidance as to what your competitors are doing. And before we get into our sort of tear down of this, I see a lot of people out there, you know, we talked about bid optimization personalities, Stephen, on the show before. Uh, It's actually one of my favorite pieces of content that we created. I love whenever we get a chance to take something pretty technical and combine it with something fun. We had like seven bid personalities. We will link it into the show notes. It was actually episode 38 so long ago. Uh, Basically, we have Neglectful Natalie, someone that will go in and mass apply all the suggested bids because Amazon's made this pretty easy to, to apply. They go in there, smash the mass apply, uh, for suggested bids. And then we have Anxious Andy, who's probably afraid to use them. You know, should they be using them? I don't know. Who never really wants to do anything other than the suggested bid potentially. You know, if they veer off, color outside the lines of the suggested bid range, what will happen to them? So suggested bids, a lot of people have wondered, let's actually get into this and actually tear it down. Um, and the last thing I'll say before I hand the mic over to you, Stephen, is I don't know if, you know, the bid algorithm for ad badgers own bids by badger algorithm at one point in time actually used suggested bids as part of it. Uh, the, the thought process was to use it as a jumping off point. So sometimes we would, in certain situations, it would use the low end in other situations, it would use the high end. Sometimes it would use the actual suggested bid. And, you know, this is foreshadowing of the rest of the episode, but 
really it didn't work out well because sometimes the suggested bid, the low suggested bid might be 50 cents, but we had an account that was getting loads of clicks at a grade A cost at 25 cents or 30 cents. So even that small change was much, much larger uh, that took things way off course. Another, another thing that captured our attention was um, we started looking into more and more keywords and we started paying more attention to the suggested bid range. And we saw some keywords, we were starting to see examples of keywords and accounts um, that we were managing where the suggested bid and the, and so for me personally, when I'm, you know, creating a new campaign, managing a campaign for, you know, clients, I don't, I personally don't ever use the suggested bid. Um, so I never really paid attention to it. But when I started paying attention to it, when creating a new campaign and looking at the keywords, there's one keyword where it was like, this was the range. It was like low end was like 70 cents. High end was like $19 and 38 cents. And the middle of the range doesn't land like in the middle. It's it's can land anywhere on the spectrum. Um, so this one was landing at like $17 for a campaign for an account that generally spends about like $1.15 per click. So if I had just applied suggested bid, I would be bidding $17 on a keyword. That makes no sense. Like why like yes. did one person and, and so like part of the question now is is this range that is that Amazon is saying they're saying it's it's a uh, they're saying it's updated daily. And so basically on the last like 24 hours or at least, you know, yesterday's bidding, they're saying these are like the average bids that were needed by advertisers to get a click from the low end to the high end. I'm gonna call slight BS on that in a minute. And uh, we'll talk about that for mm-hmm. why I don't think that's exactly what it is. I think that's a big part of it, but I don't think that's, I think there's more to the story to it than just this is what other people were paying. But yeah, so it uh if maybe I guess if there's one person who bid $20 and that shot up the 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 high end, um I guess that could possibly be the case. Right. You know, let's actually get into this question. Should you use the suggested bid? Should you use anything within the bid range? Stephen, you had some thoughts on that when we were prepping our notes. Before we do our full teardown, you know, if you are at a conference and somebody walks up to you and is like, "Hey, Steven, I had a quick question. Should I be using my suggested bid? What would you say to that person? I would say go listen to episode 84. There you go. <laughs> just kidding. I mean, yeah, my, my quick my quick reaction to that is I would just say if it's close to your average cost per click, sure, use it as a, as a jumping off point. Mm-hmm. So already go into it with knowing what you typically win clicks at. Exactly. Um, and then you can sort of look at it as a comparison point. Uh, Stephen, what about people that are completely brand new and fresh? Do you have a recommendation for, hey, I've never launched a single campaign. Should I use the suggested bid? So I do think the suggested bid is is a really good idea. Yeah, if someone has no idea what they should be bidding or, or even what the competition is, it does give you insight on the competition for sure. Like that is the one thing that it definitively does by Amazon's definition and just by, you know, anecdotal evidence of, of running it. So yeah, if you're launching a brand new campaign, you, you don't know your, your average cost per click, you don't know your uh, your conversion rates, all that stuff. And you're wondering, you know, if you just start low and start at like 25 cents, and you just kind of start inching your way up, you could see that things would get out of control pretty quickly. Uh, or sorry, I mean, sorry, opposite of that. It would take a very, very long time for them to actually start getting any traffic. Whereas if you started with a very high bid, just to kind of get the ball rolling, things could get out of control very quickly. So yeah, having that suggested bid, what I would recommend to people too, is between the low end and the high end, consider your goals with this campaign and and I guess what kind of growth speed of the campaign you want it to be. If, you were, if you'd rather have a little bit of a slower growing campaign, but less risk of spending or wasting money, 
then yeah, uh, start with the low end, kind of move up from there. If you're kind of just wanting to get things launched and just get them going and like refine afterwards uh, with negative keywords and bid optimization, then yeah, probably start in the higher end. Maybe you can do one penny higher than the upper end of the range just to really make sure you're getting um, lots of impressions and being super competitive. And then yeah, if you want to meet somewhere in the middle, just go with the, the suggested bid that's right in the middle of that range. You know, I think there's a way to, like the goal of being a good Amazon marketer is to almost transcend the suggested bid. It's like, yeah, when you first get started, you don't really have that sixth sense in terms of navigating the world of what your bid should be. Um, you know, you don't necessarily have all the tools and the habits to calculate what mathematically your bid should be. And you don't have the intuition yet to really optimize and sort of know what the bid should be based off your gut. So when you don't have those things, it's like, yeah, suggested bid can be helpful. And, you know, we're going to get into it. We're going to refer to some of our other content, but I'm always a fan of starting lower, inching up over time, as opposed to blowing it out too quickly. Um, so yeah, it could be somewhat of a good barometer, but we're going to talk about some better things that you can do to help you really refine your own skills as an Amazon marketer. And let's get into those right here, right now. Personally, my guiding philosophy when it comes to bid optimization is you have to have a guiding, you have to have something bigger than just your bid. You have to have a goal and then you have to have a entire strategy of optimization for that bid. So I'm always a fan of using your own goals, not Amazon's goals, using your own goals, and then your strategy comes from there. So then using that real data to inform your decisions, we're gonna get into some of that data in a second. But in terms of this suggested bid, we're gonna talk about some weird quirks about it too, which actually take away from its value. Um, do you wanna get into some of those additionally weird quirks, Stephen? Yeah, but just to piggyback off your um, guiding philosophy of having your own goals, um, just yeah. as, as an example, you know, imagine you're selling, I don't know, you're, you're selling some kind of product, right? And you're a wholesaler with extremely tight profit margins. I mean, like your break-even A cost is between 5 and 10%. And you're competing against other brands that are um, not wholesalers. You know, they are their own manufacturer and everything. And, you know, they've got 30% profit margins. So if you're competing against these guys and, and they've got lots of... Uh, yeah, you know, they're, they're running lots of ad campaigns. They're being aggressive with their bids. And you just jump in and you apply your suggested bid. You're probably going to end up close to like a 30, 40% ACoS. And you'll just get destroyed <laughs> with that and um, probably fired by whoever's in charge of you. <laughs> right. Um, by blowing through their, their budget and wasting everything. So yeah, so that's where the suggested bid, you know, if you, if you do have any campaign history or, or account history, I should say. And this is part of why I prefer not to use the suggested bid just because of these abnormalities that we're about to get into. Um, but what I do when I'm starting off and I'm launching a brand new campaign with tons and tons of keywords, assuming none of the keywords are branded, I would look at past performance for non-branded keywords. I would look at, okay, what's my average cost per click on these keywords? And really what should my average cost per click be? which would basically be, you know, as we've talked about, revenue per click times your target ACoS. That's our uh, our formula for calculating bids. I would do that at a, at a larger level, just taking the average of like my average total sales divided by my average total clicks and then multiply that by my target ACoS to kind of figure out what should my average cost per click be. And then that will be my starting bid. And then I'll optimize from there. I'll inch up the bids on keywords that aren't getting impressions, um, calculate bids for those that are getting clicks and sales, and then decrease the bids that are getting clicks and no sales. Um, so, so that's the, my approach. Now, 
some of the odd observations that we've had, number one is that the suggested bid itself changes with the products in the ad group. So keep an eye on that. Next time you're creating a new ad group and you throw in a couple keywords in there and you have one product, if you add more products to the ad group, you'll see those bid changes, the suggested range is changing. Now, again, Amazon's definition is that, um, it says the suggested bid provides the estimate of bids that have been used by other advertisers for products such as yours. So if you're switching up different variations of your of the same ASIN, or sorry, not the same ASIN, um, different variation ASINs, I should say. Um, so you know, you've got different sizes of the product, different colors, whatever. I mean, your, your products are the same product. So it's not just advertisers, it seems to me, that it's not just, that suggested bid isn't just based on what other advertisers are paying, but it also seems like Amazon is almost like judging your product because if you throw up a product with like weaker reviews, it's gonna have a higher suggested bid for that product. And that's the thing, like switch out between mm -hmm. one or two products, just like do one product, then switch to another product. And then if you have both products in the ad group, you'll see the suggested bid will kind of be like a little bit of a <clears throat> of a middle ground between them. But it's it seems like it's a combination of, really suggested bid, how I would define it, Amazon says it's based on what other people are bidding. I would say it's based on what Amazon's gonna charge you for a click based on your product, based on the keyword. So if you have a more expensive, so if you got two different sizes of products and you throw in a bigger product, uh, or sorry, a bigger size, your cost per clicks, your suggested cost per click is gonna go up. Amazon's gonna charge you more for the product that is worth more. I think because they're anticipating that you're gonna have a higher profit margin and therefore they can charge you higher CPCs for that product. Mm -hmm. That's my That's my theory. Um, but it could just be that Amazon, I mean, yeah, go ahead, Mike. You know, Google's a little bit more forthright with some of their information. Like they'll tell you what the quality score of a particular keyword is, which is a combination of your click-through rate, you know, your landing page quality, all these different things. And your suggested bid over there will be heavily impacted by that quality score. On Amazon, like Amazon gets a lot of inspiration from Google Ads. You know, Google Ads just ha has had so many more years of innovating their search and display platform that it's almost impossible for, and they've done such a good job with it that it's almost impossible for Amazon to not be inspired by it. So to your point, you there has to be some kind of similar, like not, not has to, but it would make sense that there's some kind of similar thing on Amazon too. I mean, we've all experienced it where you're, you know, you're trying to send traffic to a product with a keyword that's not 100% relevant and you just feel like you can never get it off the ground um, and you're sort of being throttled and you're trying to increase the bid, but you're still not getting much traffic for it. You know, that's a perfect example of being throttled by this quality score feature where you're trying to send something that maybe doesn't have the highest relevance or it doesn't have the highest level of historic performance. And you, what you're going to pay for that is going to be different than what your competitor is going to be paying for that for sure. Right. So suggested bid isn't so helpful in situations like that. And the fact that conversion rate can change so wildly between the top ranked product and the second and the third ranked and so on and so forth that you know if somebody has a 10 percent conversion rate and somebody has a five percent conversion rate like if that's how it works like the first position has a 10 percent, the second position has a five percent in that situation the second position should have half the bid as the first one looking at a range would be completely useless in that case so sort of you know that is again like all these examples are to sort of loosen the hold and loosen the 
faith and the and the utility of the suggested bid that like yes it's trying to show you what competitors are bidding it doesn't always seem like that and then even if it did show you that it's not actually that useful because of all these different situations yeah something else that i think is worth mentioning and if um, you know, probably a lot of the listeners don't have the privilege of having access to multiple advertising accounts, uh, unless you're an agency or a freelancer, um, but we do. And so I, I was running this test a few months ago and actually posted it on my LinkedIn. By the way, if you guys haven't connected with me or Michael on LinkedIn, hit us up, shoot us messages. We love to interact with you guys. So I'm Steven Nock. He's Michael Erickson for Sheehan on LinkedIn. Uh, anyways, I noticed that I had a uh, one, one account that is selling vegan supplements and another product that is selling um, male grooming items. And just as an experiment, um, I tried adding a keyword for the vegan supplements, uh, or I added like a vegan supplemental keyword, and I also added a male grooming keyword. In the vegan account? In the vegan account, yeah, sorry, in the vegan account. Mm -hmm. And the male grooming suggested click was significantly higher than the vegan keyword, and Vice versa, on the male grooming account, when we bid on the um, vegan supplements keyword and the male grooming keyword, the vegan keyword had a significantly higher cost per click. And both of them had um, higher suggested bids for like the wrong keyword because it was, a, it was a less relevant keyword, right? So Amazon's gonna charge you more because they've indexed your product, they know what it is, you're bidding on something that you don't score well for at all. So yeah, it's that kind of indexation, um, they know your relevance to the keyword and, and so that's gonna impact the cost per click as well. So um, that's why bidding on other brands is gonna have higher cost per clicks than those other brands. And so that's where I say Amazon's saying this is what other bidders are paying for this keyword. I don't buy that because if, for, for either the example I just stated or for brands, if you're bidding on a, your own brand and it's saying like, oh yeah, 50 cents and you're bidding on a competitor's brand and it's saying $3, mm -hmm. that's based on the strength of your product for the keyword. It's not because oh, people are only paying 30 cents on your keyword, but they're paying $5 to defend their own brand. No, they're, they're getting the same experience. And anybody anywhere is going to see that same thing where if they're bidding on a competitor's brand, the CPCs are going to be higher and your own brand as CPCs are going to be lower. So it's really less about how much other people are paying. And it, it seems to me, because um, Amazon doesn't say this, Amazon just says it's based on what other people are paying. Um, but I think it's a combination of, you know, what is the average bid? Because it is an auction, right? But they're also kind of factoring in your relevant score into what your cost per click, basically what they're gonna charge you. And so the suggested bid is basically saying, here's what we're gonna charge you to get impressions and clicks. Yeah, so. Oh, oh, one last thing, one last thing. Because they, because they said, um, because in their definition, they said it's what other, advertiser, what other advertisers for products such as yours are paying. Um, in the vegan example, bidding on male grooming products, how would that even work? There's, I can almost guarantee you there is no other vegan product that's bidding on male grooming exact match. Like what other vegan product would be bidding on, on, on that? So I don't think they're using other similar products also bidding on that keyword to make that, that thing. They're, they're really just kind of going off of, hey, other people are bidding this much, you're not relevant, so we're gonna like add a premium to that cost per click for you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you get into a situation where CPCs are higher than the suggest suggested bid range, meaning, hey, I've been bidding on this keyword, I've been paying a dollar, but for some reason the high end of the bid range only goes up to 80 cents. And you're looking at this and saying, well, if I'm paying a dollar, 
that means other competitors out there are probably playing, you know, close to that above and below me. Uh, but for some reason, why is it that the suggested bid is still on like the high end of the suggested bid is still lower than what I've actually been paying? Right. Am I not a competitor bidding on a product similar as mine? Literally mine. Right. A little bit more weirdness. Yeah. Going back to the vegan example, we saw an even more extreme. I guess we could call that a spread or whatever you want to call it. But the the cost per click was six bucks. The bid was seven. The cost per click was six. And the suggested bid, the high end was like a dollar. Right. It's extreme example. And so it's like, okay, if, if this is our if this is our cost per click and like we're getting a significant amount of traffic on it, it's like how come the suggested bid range isn't higher? And I don't know, I might think like, well, maybe Amazon's saying, Oh, your product's really great for this, so we're saying, you know, lower suggested bid for you, but our cost per click's still really high. And it's not because of the placement settings, because obviously the bid is higher than the cost per click, so Yes. So should you use it? I'm gonna go with no. <laughs> Uh, you know, when we first started this episode, I was in our notes. I was like, "Ah, you know, maybe it's got some utility to like refer to." Uh, I'm going to comment on some other things that I wish we were able to refer to, but you know, I haven't used suggested bid in Amazon ever. Uh, I'll I will meet clients that do use it pretty regularly, and it either does one of two things: it either gives them bad results or it hamstrings their growth to truly understanding how to optimize their campaigns, which is how I sort of want to finish this episode by actually talking about what you should use instead. Um, And we have some resources that we can link to as well. But in general, real data is always going to beat out like hypothesized data. You know, the, 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 the biggest example of this is you know, if you are a PPC advertiser and you populate your account with 500 keywords that you got from a keyword tool telling you that like, hey, these are keywords that are going to convert really well and you put them in your PPC campaign, that is suggested data. And I see way too often, in fact, I think this is the still the number one way to tank your results is to throw in 500 untested keywords watch them all get clicks and then get frustrated when your ACoS goes up and get frustrated when you get a whole bunch of untested clicks because this is data coming from outside your account, putting it into your account, and you just don't know how that's going to behave. And I always use the example, like if you're putting 500 new keywords in your account untested and all 500 of them got 10 clicks each at a dollar each, you're spending $5,000 just to test a whole bunch of things and not even have that much data per keyword. That's like 10 clicks per keyword. So you could end up spending a lot of time, energy, money on things that actually are untested. So to flip this script in general, you always want to get as much testing data for as inexpensive as possible and then use that data to inform your next decision. Um, So find your own suggested bid. Like once, and the way that you do that is you start by testing inching up slowly, increasing over time, so that the next time you launch a keyword that's similar to the ones that you previously launched, previous to the same products that you've already launched, you already know where to begin with. Use those data feedback loops. Getting passion. I'm getting impassioned, Steven. I'm getting fired up. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you said it well. I don't actually have anything to add to that, I don't think. Um, I've got another idea. All right, go for it. <laughs> if... Amazon really wanted to help us by giving us guidance as to whether or not we should bid more or bid less. Give us a metric. This is from Google Ads. Give us a metric called impression share. 
What is impression share? Let's say I'm bidding a dollar and I have 50% impression share. That means, you know, if I'm bidding, you know, a dollar on, I always use running shoes, Stephen. It's a good example. If I'm bidding a dollar on badger hats, what's up? I said it's a great example, but badger hats is even better. All righty, I wish I'm sporting a new one. Yours is on the way, Stephen. If I'm bidding on badger hats and I'm paying 50 cents and I'm getting clicks for 50 cents and I'm like, oh, wow, this is great. I, I've, I'm getting conversions at 50 cents. Impression share would tell me whether or not it is worth it to increase it. Meaning it would say like, hey, you're getting conversions at 50 cents, but did you know your impression share is only 10% of impressions? Meaning you're only getting visibility 10% of the time when people are searching for badger hats. Meaning there's 90, like I'm missing out on 90% of impressions that people are searching for. Telling me that if I were to bid more, if I did have a higher CPC, I'd probably capture more of that. So impression share would be like the amount, like how good my bid is at entering the auction. Cause it's almost like, hey, like you entered the auction, but you didn't make it into the main event room. You were in the ante room, just hanging out there waiting. You didn't have a bid strong enough to actually get visibility. Right. You didn't have a bid strong enough to even raise your hand up in the auction room. So right. impression share to me would be the metric that would really inform what it is that we should be bidding. Right. Like, should we be bidding more? I don't know. What's our impression share? Like, that would be huge. That would be massive because even uh, in the month of June for one client account, we saw a pretty significant drop in impressions and sales simultaneously. But when we did the Amazon search term report, what month did I say? Did I say June? I said June, right? You said June. For a second, I thought I said July. But when we when we Living looked at in the, the, <laughs> the Amazon um, search frequency rank, report, which we've uh, talked about on previous episode, Brand Analytics Part 1. We saw that- search frequency rank for those that miss it? Search frequency rank is Amazon has a ranking system for how frequently certain search terms are searched on a scale of from number one being the most popular search thing on Amazon to like, I don't know, like some, like I think it was up to a million or something like that. And if it's if it's beyond a million, they, they don't count it um, on, or they don't rank it. But we saw that, it, you know, there was a pretty significant dip in like the rank really dropped off. It dropped off from like you know, 66,000th most frequently searched term to like 166,000th. So, um, so thankfully we had that to, you know, to show the client and be like, you know, we're doing everything we can. We're still containing number one ad placement spots, stuff like that. But if you're not a brand registered owner or you're on vendor central, like if you don't have access to seller sent uh, to brand analytics, um, that's going to cause a problem. One, two, that still doesn't show you the search volume. That just shows you the rank in relation to everything else. Like we don't know, was there a, was there a, I mean, what if there was a sudden boom on Amazon search traffic that same month? And so even though it dropped in, in uh, search rank, it still had the same amount of impressions. There was just more that like, you know, so yeah, seeing imp- total impressions for a search term and seeing impression share would be absolutely massive. That's a great observation, Mike. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Uh, other things. So we have other resources about what to do instead, and it is worth you taking time to research these briefly. We will touch on these things. Um, we have a blog post, which we will link to in the show notes and link to if, if you're watching this on YouTube, or if you're reading the blog post, we have how to bid on new Amazon PPC campaigns. So when you're first launching a keyword and you really are truly lost, we, Generally recommend an inching up approach, which means start low, start with a low bid, 20 cents, 30 cents, pretty darn low. 
gradually increase it once you're observing how many clicks you get. Um, so if you launch at 20 cents and you're not getting anything, then you increase it. That's for complete beginners. Uh, you know, after a while, you will probably understand that, hey, like I'm just gonna start at a dollar. Like that's still relatively low for me, but I'm gonna like save some time. So you'll wanna judge for yourself if you're very price sensitive, start very low, and you will eventually work your way up towards a bid that is gonna make sense for that particular keyword with that particular product. We have a blog post on it. Yeah. And if you guys have any follow-up questions on this topic, if you have your own experiences that you wanna share with us, um, let us know, um, hit us up on our website, call us in, what's that number again, Mike, to call and leave a voicemail? 833-BADGERS. Badgers with a Z? With a Z, yes. And uh, Or hit us up on LinkedIn. Um, we love to respond to you guys, engage with you guys. I might make that my, my actual phone number. Do it, man. It's a I'll, good phone number. I'll call you up. There you go. Have a good one, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to the PPC Den podcast. Our goal of every episode is to give you guys actionable information so you can go right to your computer and start optimizing with the new skills you've learned. Be sure to subscribe because we'll be back next Wednesday with more great PPC skills for you. And you can always head over to adbadger.com slash podcast for all of our show notes and bonus content that we've made exclusively for our listeners. If you guys are finding these podcasts to be valuable for you and your business, you can help us continue making them by dropping us a review.